Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. Today, I am coming to you from the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I am in an undisclosed location because I'm written into the vault of where I have stacks and stacks of the resources that I have, especially for you. They are selected. So today, I'm going to reach as right now into the vault. Okay, I've, I, I've got it. Oh, yeah, let me put that down here. All right, we've got it. We've got it. And today we are going to dive into this topic that I, I, I hope is, is intriguing. And that's why you're here. Because I believe that employees, majority, or let me just say most employees, want to do their best at their workplace. They want to give their best self because it, it fits who they are for the most part. I find that most people, and in this case employees, but most people do not want to rob themselves of not showing what they're made of because it's against the grain, but also it works against against who they have portrayed themselves to be, hardworking, um, you know, resilient. They are go-getters. And, and so when you see a person who is that way or was that way, but no longer are acting in that manner, you're wondering, what happened? What went wrong? Where did they fall off, so to speak, this track that they were on, right? It's, it's, it's like two different people. And, and the reason why probably they were hired and they, were, they got a job where they're working at is because of their resume and, prob- and probably speaking to their reference, references they gave you may have heard as a leader that, oh, this person is a hard worker. This person shows up, gets the job done, and based on that or those criteria, they were hired. And and they came in blazing the trail, wanting to do their best. And I believe that that's the intention of most employees. But then something happened. Something happened where they're no longer performing as they once did. They're no longer performing as based upon how they they came in the door. 
And the question is, is why? What happened? There are a number of reasons why this could be, what could have happened. One of the things I, I speak about and I spoke about in one of my podcast episodes, you may have listened to that, where I talk about the fact that 79%, based upon a recent study that I looked at, and it was the, the business report that I was reading, and they were talking about the fact that 79% of people who leave their jobs did so. And here is the number one reason they gave. Because they were not acknowledged or recognized for the job they did. And so they, they felt like we're not wanted or I don't make a difference. My work is not making a difference. So why even hang around? And we are in a, a time where people are not as loyal as they once were and stay with the company for umpteenth years, right? We, we know that. It's, it's a changing world we're now living in. And so people may leave as a result of the fact that they were not and have not been recognized and acknowledged. That's one reason. Some people leave because of pay. Some people leave and, and don't perform because they, don't, they didn't get a raise. So it's a number of variables, right? But what I find is there are other things, or what I call these five domains, that are, when overlooked, I believe it's... A, Huge contributor to low productivity in the workplace. And I believe that if leaders, I mean, if employees had a chance to sit down with their leaders and that leader would listen and because they've created that space where people can come and share and speak openly and briefly, openly and directly about situations, I, I believe that they would have they would mentioned, they may not use the phrase or the term domains of um, the five domains of life or of living, they may not use it, say it that way, but but in a sense, this is what they're referring to. So I want to share from the lens of a an employee, employee, what might be that thing you could do as a leader that would truly create in them the energy, the synergy to to want to show up and give their best self across all all, um, all levels. You know, if you, you you probably you probably know this by now that one of the things that I do among the podcasts, right? I'm a speaker. I speak on leadership and emotional intelligence issues, right? My my latest book was is called The Emotelligent Leader: Succeed Where Others Failed. is available on Amazon and other platforms, and, and I talk about this very thing inside the book, and and I share about the fact that. Um, about this whole idea of these five domains. And in one of the chapters, I describe what I'm going to share here. But of course, I won't be able to get into what I did in the book because it's a, a podcast, right? 25, 30 minutes, if that much podcast episode we're having. And, and so I I won't go into this episode in detail as I did on in the book. But you can get the book and, and read more about that. But I believe that if, if, if um, employees could actually share what it is that would help them to be more inclined to give their best self at work and show up and do the, the, the task at hand and, um, and and their productivity and their performance is at the highest, right? This is what I believe would need to be 
this is what I, I believe as a leader you need to attend to. So let me attend to. So let me give you then the five domains that I believe if you were able to pay attention to, if you were able to intelli- um, uh, intentionally, that's, that's the word, intentionally focus on, I do believe that you may see, you would see a change in your works, work, workplace as far as your employees are concerned. So here are the five domains that I talk about, and I will share briefly on each one. So let me mention the five up front. I'm using the, the word, the, the acronym PEERS, P-I-E-R-S. And, um, and so the P stands for physical, the I for, it, it, for intellectual, the E for emotional, the R is for relational, and the S is for spiritual, okay? Now, I want to mention that. Here's the thing, that the reason why I use a PEERS acronym is, imagine with me, imagine that you went to the pier, and I'm not sure if you have a pier where you live or have ever been on a pier, but imagine, you may have seen pictures of that, so just imagine with me. And if you have, then put yourself back there, and when you walked on the pier and you looked across the ocean, way, way, way in the distance, what do you generally see? Do you see as you, the farther out you look, how tranquil, how peaceful that water looks, right? It, it just seems so, it's inviting. It is someplace you would, you, you in your mind thinking, man, I, this is such a peaceful looking scenery that I'm focus on right now. And sometimes people go there. Why? They go there because of the serenity and they want to sit down by the pier and just look and think. And some people meditate, right? Because again, it creates that kind of atmosphere. Now take that idea of serenity and tranquility and peacefulness. Take that idea and bring it over to a person's life, okay? Your employee, your team member, Imagine them having a life that is like that. It's peaceful. It's tranquil. It is just a a sense of serenity. Here's my question if that is the case. Don't you think or do you think they would be more apt to give you their best self on any given day if that was true about their lives? I'm sure the answer is yes. People would... People who are that in that state of mind are more apt to perform at their highest. My idea is if I can bring into synchronicity, right? Synchronicity, these five things. Here they are. Physical. What do I mean by that? As a leader, how are you encouraging your people to become, to, to, to pay attention to their physical being, what are you providing? What opportunities? Do you give discounts for them to go to a gym? Do you promote healthy eating? Do you encourage possibly a, a lunch where people go and they walk, go for a walk? You know, one of the places that my, where my office is currently as of, this, as, as of this recording, during the lunchtime, I see people outside and they're in three groups of twos or threes walking around the block in the parking lot. And they're doing that because, I guess, it's one of those stress releaser 
um, stress reliever moment, but also it creates um, it creates a sense of um, camaraderie, right? You're walking together, you have something in common, just to have conversation. And, and I see that. And I'm, I mean, it may not be that the the leader or the company leader um, encouraged that. It could be just people themselves who kind of say, hey, you know, do you want to go for a walk during lunchtime or after lunch? And, and sometimes those people doesn't have to have a title, right? We've talked about this before. You don't have to have a, a title or a role, per se, as a leader to lead in this manner. Because leadership is inference. If I can inference my, my coworker, my partner, to go for a walk with me, I'm, I'm a leader right there, right? So I see that happening. But my point is, do you intentionally create avenues for that kind of thing? How is it done? What are you doing to make sure your people at least, at least strive for some healthy way of life through being physically alert? And as you know that people many times will, as the day progress, right, the people get kind of sleepy and after lunch, it's almost like uh, the performance goes, goes down. However, if they can do something energetic, like go for a brisk walk, that can really revitalize them. So the P is physical. You as a leader being intentional there. The I is intellectual. Now that has to do with your provision. You're providing opportunities for them to to move their, um, to become more intellectually stimulated. So it could be workshops. It could be presentations. Someone coming and do that. It could be books to read, recommended books. It could be videos to watch, courses to take, and, and, on, and on and on it goes. But it's you who is looking out for their intellectual well-being and not let it become stagnant. You're trying to encourage them to do more. And I talk more about this in my book about the same idea, but you're trying to create you know, the climate that people will see, hey, you know, I want to make sure that my, you know, I'm intellectually being stimulated and I'm growing there as well. The E is for emotional and that has to do with you being very much aware, self-awareness, because the whole idea of intelligence, one of the components is emotional intelligence, right? Where you are self-aware and then you're others aware. So how are you, how much aware are you of your employees, their their emotions? So they want you to know that if you see them one day and they're not themselves, if they're not what they, you know, if you don't see them be, acting as they normally do, then ask. Something may not may be wrong. Something may be off. And so you're going to provide opportunities. And it could be that you're providing them with, again, it could be uh, giving a, a, stimul- um, you know, a stipend or whatever the case might be to go and get professional help. Or you may pay for the first three professional help that they can go and see a therapist or a coach or a mentor or somebody to talk to, someone professional. And or you could begin the the, the the conversation and see tease out what's going on there. Be sensitive enough to tease out with them what's happening because you're you're again is your awareness is your involvement. You're telling them you care about their emotional well being. So how are you providing for that um, transaction to take place? And then we talk about the R, which is relational. That simply means that they want you to know that sometimes. The only kind of adult conversation they have is when they come to work. And they're looking for you to provide 
maybe group activities, tasks, you know, projects where they work together in a group. And you're, again, pushing and promoting that idea because you want them to know how valuable relationships are. How valuable. Because they're going to learn some things about themselves, learn how to communicate, learn how to to listen well. And, you know, you could put all those things in place and teach them on all those things and let them go in and execute that. But relationally, and also, again, it could be a relationship with you, the leader. How is that going? So people want you to know that relationship is very important to them. And it could be their relationship with their kids. Are you checking in? Are you encouraging? What are you doing in that regards? And again, I'm not putting all of this at your feet. I'm just simply saying you as a leader can provide opportunities for them to really to really um, attend to these domains of their lives. And the last one is spiritual. Spiritual. And I, I, when I wrote this last one in my book, I'm thinking, oh, what if the person is not even a spiritual person, doesn't care about spirituality? And, and so I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, they may not, you may not be as a leader, but what if your employee is? You know, I, I tell the story pretty often that I worked at the um, at a post office and in the United States many, many years ago. And I remember that I used to work one of those shifts where I work on Saturday night. And yes, Saturday night, and I get off at 7.30 in the morning, but almost always on Sunday mornings, for some reason, they would ask us to work overtime. That is two hours mandatory overtime. I'm thinking, that's going to be 9.30. That's a long day for me, number one. Number two, Sundays is my day that I would I go to church. And so what happened is, I would want to leave early or at my designated time and get home, take a shower, and then go to church. And most times, I never slept until after church. I'd come home and sleep afterwards because I didn't want to miss that. Now, that is important to me. Now, your employees may have it maybe like that. It's very important to them. And I remember what happened when my supervisor didn't want to work along with me. Just really made it hard and would sometimes give a favorite person time away so that they could leave early and I had to stay. And, And I tell you, I did what was wrong and I don't in any way encourage this. And I actually, you know, have repented and asked God to forgive me and because it was wrong. But this is what happened. I would, for the next hour and a half or so, my work would slow down. I mean, my productivity went down. I wasn't going to work as hard and as with a tenacity and, and all those things as I was. I would work when I felt that I would get off early to go to church. And so some people are very spiritually inclined and you have to give them an opportunity and cannot overlook that. You may not find it important, but they may find it very important to them. And you need to find that out and allow them to express that. Because again, it's a very important part of some people's lives that affect their work. Affect their work. So you want to be sensitive to that and 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 bring it up. Make sure it's addressed. And sometimes you cannot, of course, meet the needs of everyone who may have a demand or not a demand, but a request, because obviously you need some people to be there. Well, you could work around in some compromise or try to work out a um, a schedule where it is not the same person always staying and not get a chance to go to their church. So you have to be aware of that. 
And I find that when you as a leader get ahead of everything and begin to address and put these things in place, it makes a difference. People are more apt to to want to give you their best selves because they will say you are looking out for their best interest, their physical, intellectual, emotional, relational, and their spiritual well-being. Those, my friend, is what the employees want you to know. Pay attention to me in these five areas, these five domains. And when you pay attention to me in these five domains, I I guarantee, actually, I was reading a, a study recently, um, O.C. Tanner, the group, O.C. Tanner, I think it was in one of their studies, I believe, that talked about the fact that 90% of people, 90% of people said that they would do all they could to make sure their managers, their leaders, their supervisors, their companies succeed when leaders pay close attention to them in ways like I've just outlined. So really, there's a great win-win for everyone, and it doesn't cost you that much. So I do hope today that you would hear, you would, um, there's something I said that is helpful, meaningful, and that you would try to go back and listen and see which area are you addressing are you doing anything that has to do with people, you know, the peers' idea in their lives, creating serenity and just the, the peace, peaceful aspect of things and just that sense of, like, you know, uh, calm in their lives? And now, it doesn't always lead to that, but the point is that you're trying to create that synchronicity that they feel as if things are in alignment and they're not out of alignment or out of balance because what happens, you'll hear them say, I don't have work-life balance. You hear that term you often use. And the reason why, because somebody is paying more attention to one or two or three areas of this domain, five domains. And if you're not attending to all five, you will be out of sync and you'll find yourself lacking and the work-life balance issue becomes more pronounced. So I hope today this was helpful and that you will take one or two of these things and try to implement them as a leader and in your own life as well, and just see the results. Let me hear what these are for you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. My friend, again, remember, you are one skill, one skill away from your best hope. And so today, I hope I've brought you closer to that through this episode. And so let's put this, this episode now back into the vault and lock it away. So here we go. And now I can... Exit the Immortelligent Leader Command Center, and we have now secured that episode. And with that said, my friend, peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.